Podcast. 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 Are we saying podcast? Welcome back. Welcome back to Fanboys and the Filthy Cats. We're back at you once again. As usual, this is Dennis. This is Lewis. This is Harold. Welcome, everybody. I'm really excited about this episode. Lots of stuff to talk about. Lots of things happening. So um, let's uh, throw it straight to Harold because, um, you know, Harold has been really into um, Animal Crossing. And, of course, uh, my favorite, um, aside from Lewis's, uh, my favorite, um, what is it, a segment? That, that segment, we, yeah. Yes. Is uh, Animal Drop-Ins. So go for it, Harold. Animal Drop-Ins. <coughs> well, um, the interest in Animal Crossing for a lot of people has started to wane, I've noticed. Um, and uh, I think that the, cr- the creators and developers saw that kind of as well. So like the thing that you're supposed to do with any game to sustain uh, people playing a game is to, to introduce new things. And for Animal Crossing, the first thing they're doing is introducing an all-new summer season that is starting uh, after this recording, a couple days after this recording, or right before the July 4th holiday. And uh, Dennis and I have been texting about it. Uh, we've seen the YouTube videos. I've seen some of the uh, previews. And yeah, it's getting me interested in playing the game more often than I was already playing it now. Then. Yeah, um, I mean, it's something that I know was um, was a complaint by a lot of the Animal Crossing fans. Um, and the the last game actually had a mechanic where um, you could actually swim in the water. And this was something that was lacking and people were kind of complaining. And everybody who knew, who knew like DLC and all these things kind of expected that this was coming. But one of the main features that I'm really looking forward to now is that now we can actually jump off the um, you know, jump off the, the the pier, swimming around, and actually now start be able to cl- collect like you know starfish and all these things. So I know, especially for non um, uh, Animal Crossing fans, that sounds really lame. But the moment <laughs> I saw the moment I saw the um, the video, like I immediately sent it to Harold, and I was like, dude, bro, <laughs> it was so <laughs> reason. And Harold, you know, I think, immediately posted it on our Facebook feed. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, way to go. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty excited to go after this chocolate starfish. <laughs> I think that's a rare. It, it, only happens, rare? It, it only happens in February, I think. I don't know. Yeah, you got you to gotta swim in the deep, dark caverns to get that chocolate starfish. Oh, is that, um, a, rare, is that a rare die uh, drop or like a DLC? <laughs> that's, a le- that's a legendary right there. Um, also, you know, I, we're talking about the new season, but also, you know, we've had this whole running joke where apparently my island has been advancing a lot faster than Dennis's has, even though I started about a couple months after he did. And he was uh, complaining for the past couple months about how the fact that I have been getting like massive turnip prices in the short amount of time that I've been purchasing turnips and he would ask me, you know, Oh, what's that calculator that you're using in order for me to find out. And every time he'd use a calculator, he'd be like, it said it was going to be high, but it's actually some kind of crappy number that it ended up being. But then this week, uh, Dennis was like, okay, well, what's the link to the website again? And I gave it to him and he's like, dude, it keeps saying I'm going to have some kind of high turnip price. And I was like, okay, Oh, well, you know, I don't want him to be overly optimistic because he's been burned by this uh, calculator several times before. Over and over again. 
like it was a running joke and I loved it. But for once, the calculator for Dennis was right. And he had a massive turnip price. And uh, the, for the first time, I actually went to visit his island so I can sell him my turnips over there. So, you know, turnabout is fair play. Uh, as usual, since I got a pretty good deal out of Dennis, I was like, here, I'm going to drop you 100,000 bells just for a, it's basically a mafia deal because he was able to <laughs> make me millions of bells. Um, in one real, real quick, um, um, and a uh, part of the story, Harold. Um, since you, uh, since um, I'm not the actual user of the island, um, Phoebe was able to like. Uh, Phoebe went into the island first and saw the uh, the bells, <laughs> and um, so guess who has the, uh, <laughs> the bells now? Not, not, not I. It is. My I left it. Who, uh, I left it in front of your house, though. I specifically was like, "She's a thief." <laughs> <laughs> How dare you live under your own roof? <laughs> in your own house? I was like, By the Uncle, way, Harold that said, was... Uncle Harold said that he left money for me. <laughs> I mean, Jeez. now I don't feel as bad for not interacting with her. Exactly. <laughs> now, one thing, Harold, that I'm really, really upset with, um, since this weekend I'm going to be in San Diego, um, I'm not going to be around on Sunday morning. And um, I, I am really, really unhappy right now. What can I say? Um, there's, no, there's no Wi-Fi where you're going to be? I guess I can bring, you know what? I, I guess it is a portable system. Um, yes. Unfortunately, the, the, pro- the biggest problem is that my, my Nintendo Switch, it's, it's like the first gen. And so um, the battery is already dead. And so it has to be like, it has to be like um, plugged in, or else it it, um, it won't run anymore. So, um, I'm just, uh, so basically, if if I if I do remember, then I'm I'm gonna be at my hotel room at like seven o'clock in the morning, um, getting some uh, some turnips. So we'll see. Um, I like that your um, if I'm not mistaken, your wife and kid is, are planning like a wonderful weekend for your birthday, and you're like, I'm gonna play video games in the hotel. <laughs> it's, it's there's some. There's some priorities, man. Um, I mean, see you suckers later. <laughs> it would be on brand with Dennis to do that. That's true. Though, you're right. <laughs> there's been a few times where it's like, hey, let's surprise the guy. And he's like, ah, I don't feel like doing anything. <laughs> well. Wait, are you talking about yourself like, or? <laughs> no. Well, that too. Says the guy who doesn't come down for carolers because he's in the middle of a halo. Hey, man. <laughs> you know, I'm just saying. Okay, so if we look back at it, at that time, I could have turned professional if there was that kind of deals going around. And that, <laughs> that's all the excuse I have. Cause it was me caroling, bro. I know, but like, I was in the middle of a 30-bomb game. I was killing it. Like, My mom was like, go support your friends. And I was like, I'm supporting my online friends. And then, so, so basically, what, yeah. what Lewis is saying is, don't judge. That's that's all. No, okay, okay. Uh, <laughs> turn, <laughs> like we said, turnabout is fair play. So, speaking of um, video games, I don't know if I already told you, but um, I was trying to hold out. Um, Last of Us Two um, just recently came out. Oh yeah, um, yes. Last of Us was was one of my most favorite games. Um, I told myself, you know what? Um, I've been spending a lot of money. Um, I'm going to wait until you know. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull a Lewis and wait like a couple months, <laughs> uh, wait for like the deal to come in. No, I, I, I bought a Last of Us 2. 
Um, I have to tell you, bro, um, Harold, it is amazing. Um, and I'd like I'd tell this to Lewis, but he's never going to be able to play because you know Xbox. It's is not going to go on sale. It's not going to sale, and yeah, um, Xbox. No, but um, you know, for, for those people uninitiated with The Last of Us Two, it it you know it's a really cinematic um, um, game. Um, you know, really intent like music, the the mood and everything. Um, they've been able to recreate the old one and re uh, and like really work on it. But this time around, I got to tell you, I don't know if it's because I'm getting older, um, but I, I'm getting more like jump scares um, galore, dude. Um, so I, like I wanted to share with you guys, like yesterday, it was like one o'clock in the morning and I was uh, going around and to, to um, looking for some uh, forging for some like uh, materials and everything. And there was a, a bathroom and um the, you know the the stalls were were closed so i opened first stall opened the second stall opened the third stall all of a sudden a zombie popped out i kid you not at one o'clock in the morning i screamed like a little girl it was it, it was not even pretty dude <laughs> the worst is that because i because of the jump scare i actually almost dropped my my remote so instead of being able to like you know expertly like dodge and uh, like beat the guy up like the, the the zombie was able to like take a bite at me it was it was kind of infuriating but um harold eventually i know event um um you, you're gonna be able to play this because i'll just pass it on to you but <laughs> i'm gonna uh, i i downloaded the first one because oh, it was okay. uh i got it for like i think seven dollars a couple weeks ago oh, okay and, and as soon as i like you know wean myself away from playing cod mm -hmm. because it's getting more difficult now the fact that uh two of my other best friends have started playing with me mm -hmm. so it's it's like bringing new life to that game for me oh. because for like a few months they were like ignoring the game and they decided within the past couple of days a let's start playing and they've really been into it so as soon as we're done recording here i have a schedule to uh, play with those guys <laughs> That okay, is, a, let's that is a riveting Friday night plan for Harold. You're damn right, buddy. <laughs> I just got off Animal Crossing, <laughs> and I'm we're doing this, and then yeah. games. Shout out to uh, Albert and Jeff and all your buddies, your real friends, I guess. <laughs> no, the guy that's designing the uh, Back to the Future thing, that guy. Yes, please stay friends with him. Appreciate oh. that, H. Let him, so, let him win. <laughs> you know, shower him with some Animal Crossing love. <laughs> uh, the last thing I kind of wanted to bring up is Lewis and I, and this is this might be a new segment. Uh, Lewis and I are are, are toying around, are shopping around the 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 name of our our segment since we have animal drop-ins. Uh, we we were thinking of calling this two guys one rod, um, and um, Lewis and I for some reason. Um, you know, for, for the for our listeners, one of the things that I hate Lewis for is Lewis will say something like, "Hey, we should play X Wing." And like, oh, okay, and then I'll start playing, and then buy the buy the <laughs> buy the stuff, and, and that's the, the, that's me. Like, I, I I go all in, and um, you know, and this time around, Lewis actually um, and his son started um, fishing, and. Well, I, and it just so happened it wasn't me that was like, ooh, we should do that. It was actually my daughter. And, and uh, ooh, that sounds fun. So um, just recently, um, I bought a, um, a fishing rod. 
Um, and it just so happened that my birthday is around the corner. And so my wife bought me another fishing rod. So now I have two. And within the last week or so, my supplies of fishing and my fishing supply has grown. Um, but the one good thing is, Lewis, I have to tell you that even if for some reason you decide that you're not fishing anymore, um, I actually enjoy it. That, that's like... Even today, even when I was tangling my my lines, tangling for an hour, <laughs> for an hour. If, when I finally cast it, there was like that moment of like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I gotta tell you, yeah. I, I think this time around, I am uh, more or less all in because it, it's helpful. Like you said, like in your case, your daughter's in on it. My son's in on it too. And yeah, we've caught a whole maybe two minnows. <laughs> In the in the in the times we fish, which are little sardines, but like he's all in on it, and not to mention, you know, I went ahead and bought myself an annual fishing license, so I guess I'm good. I'm telling myself I have to fish at least four more times to make it worth it. <laughs> but he's off, so I get, I got three more times to go, and then I can say I got it. But yeah, dude. So yeah, uh, so new segment, I guess. We'll see how long this lasts. Two two guys in a, in a, in, a, in a rod, uh, then. I think the idea for this little segment came up when you and, you know, separately we, we went to um, these bait and tackle stores. So these are kind of like, these folks are special, man. Like Dude. this is, this is an experience, right? So like, you know, in the little time that we have or whatever time for the segment, like tell tell me how was it going into like somebody else's kingdom, basically <laughs> this whole new fandom for us. Dude, you you hit it on the nose like exactly. Um, it was it, it reminded me of back in the nineties when I was trying to get into Magic the Gathering, <laughs> and you would get in, you would go inside these like um, comic book stores, and there would be like these I hate to say it like all these like nerds that, that were there, and it, it was intimidating to walk in because they were like, oh yeah, I have a you know, I have a red, white, um, a beta, uh, you know, uh, deck. Um, what are you going to be doing? Oh, I'm going to be doing a, a, a red goblin burn deck. And you're like, what the hell does that mean? <laughs> you know, so um, I bought my first rod at Big Five, and the, the guy there wasn't really that helpful. He's like, yeah, that'll work. Yeah, that'll, <laughs> it'll be okay. whatever. So I decided to go to this. Uh, uh, it's called Fish and Fools um, in Northridge. <laughs> And I walk in there, it was like I was walking into like a comic book store. Like there was like, you know, there were rows and rows of like different like baits, different like tackle, you know, like um, hooks and all those things. And I started talking to this guy, Ryan, and he's like, Shout out to Ryan. Ryan. <laughs> and the first question is like, oh, yeah, well, what kind of rig are you running? I'm like, huh? What, is, what does that mean? Well, you know, um, are you looking for a bass? Are you looking for a carp? Are you looking for... And he started listing it as if he was Forrest Gump's buddy, dude. And, like, and so I was like, oh, well, my friend and I are going to a Balboa Park. Oh, is that, well, you know, you, you have a different couple of options. You can do a drop shot rig. You can do a, do a Carolina rig. You can do a, and I was like, bro, I just want something where I can throw the... <laughs> and catch something. I can throw, and the and the line goes. Wee! <laughs> Give me one of those. <laughs> Again, Lou, I don't know what your experience was, but it literally was. It felt like I was walking to a comic book store where people were looking at you, going, "Oh, total noob!" You know, <laughs> it's like if you go to a comic book store and you're like, "Do you have Archie comics?" That <laughs> that's kind of like what I was feeling when I walked in there. 
I gotta say, I t- totally, totally on the same boat. Um, I actually went to a shop on Sepulveda, uh, near Balboa Lake, just recently, and you know, it's it's healthy, but weirdly enough, kind of scary. It is intimidating to like enter somebody else's world. Like we get comfortable going into video game stores, comic book shops, you know, comic cons, walking like we own the place. But, you know, for the first time in a long time, like I walked into the shop, it's small. It's maybe like, you know, as big as a, as your Starbucks cafe or anything like that. But I couldn't help but think like, dude, I walked in and I couldn't help but think like everybody's looking at me right now. Like <laughs> I felt like everybody here knows that I'm a noob. And yes, I also got my 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 line, my rod, and my 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 rig at um at Big Five to to a salesperson who probably doesn't really care, but you know they they were um it was it was super intimidating and uh, you know unlike you, thankfully I you know I I kind of felt like uh, intimidated, so I didn't really ask a lot of questions. Um, you know, I guess that's the beauty of YouTube and and, and all, all the stuff online. You can kind of find a lot of the stuff you need. But um, you know, thankfully today or recently when I got bait, uh, you know, I, I got my first bucket of worms. Um, that person there was super nice, and uh, <laughs> not to say everybody is bubblegum, but um, the person at the, at the store was super hype about talking about worms. I'm like, all right. <laughs> Because she gave me like, well, you know, if this doesn't work out today, you can also use it for the garden and that it is going to last you a whole week. Keep it refrigerated. After you keep it refrigerated, give them five minutes to wake up. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I'm just watching her like, all right. <laughs> um, thank you very much. Here's my $5. I will see you soon. Uh, but yeah, so, you know, hopefully we get to do, I, I am looking forward to doing this more often. So uh, full disclosure, you know, I guess that's the one thing about this whole pandemic uh, quarantine time is you're, you're trying to think of things to do a little more active yet socially distant. So I think that's the benefit of it then. I mean, I don't know how many, I think you said you've, you've gone fishing a few times already since you've gone. I've only gone about three times uh, today included with you. Um, but I guess it's kind of imp- or intrinsic in the whole concept of fishing is that you got to stay away from one another. Yeah. Like you can't get your you can't get your lines crossed, so yeah. you got to be at least 10, 15 feet away. So I'm like, okay, bonus. Like I'm socially distant, and I am being, you know, I'm and I can I don't have to wear my mask, but I am being out and I'm being physical. So you know, double bonus. So there you go, folks. If you're if you're watching or if you're listening to our podcast, um, pick up fishing. It's actually yeah, it's a little intimidating in the bait and tackle shops, but it's kind of fun. You know, like I said, I've picked up like two minnows fishing but it's it's really a nice afternoon and uh, i don't know about you then i know you said you know today we were only out there for about an hour and a half but it more or less felt like it flew for me yeah it did like i was surprised i was surprised when you told me when you told me you had to go i was like what and i was like yeah i know never mind (laughs) oh i gotta pick up my wife and it's all (laughs) it's already past lunch too my bad (laughs) a quick question for both of you guys uh or for at least for den because, Lou, you've been going to Balboa Lake, or Balboa Lake to fish? Yes. Yep. Is I went that to the Balboa. only place? Uh, the only place? No, actually, so I've been to Balboa, and today, Dennis and I went to Hanson Dam in uh, Panorama City. Oh. So, yeah, it's it's a, I that's, mean, both of them are Lake Terrace, man. man. Yeah. <laughs> My bad, and, uh, <laughs> and And we've, we've nicknamed it Handsome Dam now. <laughs> the two of us went there. Um, so now that you guys are kind of into this, would you guys be interested in a deep fishing or a deep sea fishing trip? That's yes. <laughs> uh, actually, I would be. Actually, yeah, wait, 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 the- wait, hold on. Is this a euphemism? No, this is an actual question. Because <laughs> so we've I've gone before, um, 
it's not for people who are not good with motion sickness. So, Lou, thanks, man. Thanks, man. Oh, never mind. I'm just warning Shut you up. beforehand. <laughs> never mind. But you already you already have your fishing license, so you should be good. But um, oh, hold on, hold on. I think Lewis. I think the, the, you only got your freshwater, didn't you? I uh, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> don't. Sorry, oh, the single oh. day is like five. Leave me alone, so Ryan. Oh, leave me alone, Ryan. I have fish, a uh, fishing bit guy. <laughs> I have a, a freshwater uh, with a two line two line stamp and um, freshwater edition. <laughs> water edition. So uh. Dennis can also hunt uh, ostrich <laughs> and turkey. <laughs> I didn't say he hunts otter. <laughs> but the answer to that, uh, Harold, is yes. All right. Because it's, uh, it's, I've done it before. Yeah, it's one of those things where time flies. It is really hard to, not to catch fish, but you're doing a contest the whole time right there, like who catches the biggest fish. So it's really like, a, um, like, you know how you said you've only caught like two minnow and everything? You yeah, little be, sardines, dude. It wouldn't even feel, feel a sardine can, dude. You'll be surprisingly, not surprising, you'll be severely disappointed if you don't catch at least three fish when you're doing the whole thing. And they're they're good, and you can bring them home to eat kind of deal. So There you go. Yeah. Yeah, I think that was what my son asked, like, like he's some professional just because he watches YouTube. But it's like, oh, so, Dad, is this like a catch and release? And I'm like, buddy, we're, at, we're fishing out of uh, reclaimed water lakes, so you better <laughs> throw it back. <laughs> Did you guys catch anything at Hanson Dam? Uh, seaweed. <laughs> How about you, Dan? <laughs> my my daughter had my daughter had a bite and and unfortunately uh, it it let go. And my daughter was actually fighting it for like good like seven minutes. It was pretty cool. I saw that. That was actually kind of cool. <laughs> if you ever want to feel if you want to feel awesome about fishing, go to a trout farm. Oh, that's like are they it's like, like playing Animal Crossing? They're literally fishing a barrel, dude. <laughs> yeah. So if you don't catch a fish, that's when you feel like. That's on you. <laughs> I, I've, I've done nothing. <laughs> I, I should just give up. Okay, so um, that's the first of hopefully many uh, segments of, uh, of one, uh, Two Guys, One Ride. So hopefully you guys enjoy that. Um, Lewis, I think you are going to be talking about our main topic for the day. Yeah, so, you know, speaking of uh, summer fun and all that good times, um, so it is, you know, it, it's almost July. Good Lord, summer is come and gone. Um, so one of the topics, or a topic for today we wanted to talk about is um, summer blockbusters. You know, some of these uh, movies, the wonderful movies that we've had uh, decades, you know, wasting time in the movie theater, spending time away from the heat inside of the nice air-conditioned um, AMC theaters, um, so, yeah, we want to talk about um, our favorite summer blockbusters. You know, uh, by definition, I think we're going to look at movies, our favorite, some of our favorite movies um, since, I think, you know, Harold brought it up, Jaws, technically by Steven Spielberg, was one of the first big summer blockbuster movies back in 1975. You know, these big, um, I, I think it's come to the point where, you know, a lot of these movie, movie studios are planning these summer blockbusters to basically keep their studios in the black. You know, they, every so often they'll drop like artsy Oscar movies, but then every so often they'll drop, or, you know, for every one of those movies, they'll drop a huge, you know, Michael Bay explosive explosion movie just to make sure they make up for, you know, the money that, uh, that they spend. So yeah. Uh, what are your, what are you guys' uh, fond memories of summer blockbuster movies? Harold, you want to start it off? Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's one of those things that I, it was never, I never really thought about it too much, uh, in terms of, of like summer blockbuster, you know, summer blockbuster. It was just a thing that 
they're releasing these movies that I really love at a time when we don't have school. So it was uh, in my family, going to the movies was like a monthly thing where um, my dad would be like, you know, call them, call the theater or look on the newspaper to see what times are there. And then we'll show up two hours early and then you can just wait around and wait for the movies that you really want to watch. And um, are we going into the list already or are we just talking about a little exposition first? Uh, exposition oh. first, I guess. Okay. Um, yeah, I, but no good. Yeah, go ahead. I know. I was saying it's like um, any time that I wanted to watch it, like HBO would always have like a preview of the movies that I wanted to watch, like a behind the scenes thing that would really hyped up everything. So <clears throat> anytime a big movie was coming out, I always had to expect like some kind of preview or some kind of people that were giving. Um, the reviews and it's like these are the movies that you're you know at the time you just think oh they're just a regular movie but as time has gone on those summer movies ended up being some of my favorite classics of all time um, personally like um, it, it's it, in uh, kind of along the lines of what um, Harold was talking about I never really thought of and really saw it as summer blockbusters until maybe around like the the mid 2000s when the emphasis of it actually started, you know, started coming up. Um, and, um, you know, more, more and more, especially when's Marvel comics, when's, uh, you know, the Star Wars movies started coming out, um, you know, Jurassic Park and all these things. Once those movies started coming out, that's when all of a sudden I realized, wait a minute, crap, we, we do get kind of crappy movies in between. And why is it that we only have these like amazing, like, you know, uh, movies that we're looking forward to. And as, you know, as time went by Comic-Con and all these things, you know, the emphasis of like action movies. And for me, when, when, when I talk about, when we're talking about um, summer blockbusters, that's really what I look for now. You know, it's those movies that are action packed, whether it's a Marvel um, you know, superhero movie, whether it's, you know, um, some sort of independent, you know, um, um, uh, you know, James Bond or um, something like that. That's, that's for me, that's, that's classic um, blockbuster movies for me. Awesome. So, yeah, um, you know, without further ado, let's go ahead and list off some of our favorite uh, summer blockbuster movies. Um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll go around the table as always. Um, so I guess if it's okay with you dudes, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and start. Um, one of my favorite, I think by definition, summer blockbuster movie, like even it, it kind of catches both of you guys' definitions, uh, big explosions, um, you know, good for the family, quote unquote, but I'm going to go with the June classic of Armageddon, uh, the, the back in 1998, the, uh, you know, the, uh, Bruce Willis classic, um, two and a half hour freaking epic, like two and a half hours for watching a, a, a meteor come to earth and destroy it. Uh, it seems like a lot on paper, but it one, it's one of those um, ridiculously over the top movies that has come to define like, a, a, it's almost like a subgenre of summer blockbuster, like the Bay, the Michael Bay movie where it's literally like you know, we've joked before about watching movies where you turn off your, you know, turn off your brain and just, eat your popcorn and shut up like that's 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 it like there's so many plot holes in armageddon and not to How mention dare you <laughs> not to mention you know Game so, one lewis um you know why are we going with oil rig guys to in the first place because you need to be able to drill 
we can't just blast the thing out of the sky, but okay, I get it. I know, I know. Remember, they explain this, Lewis. I know. They had the fancy send, graphic. Even but. if you send all of those, all of the, uh, the, 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 the missiles, it's just going to explode. Off, it's just going to bounce off. and nothing, you know. All that shrapnel will go into the earth. The, the, yeah. the point of drilling into the middle of a meteor was so that it explodes and it misses the earth. Yeah, and mysteriously, we, it'll, it'll be cut in half immediately. Come on, my bro. Buddies, see, real quick story this movie. My buddies and I were actually, you know, physics dorks. So we had just came, you know, we, that's the year I graduated from high school. Yeah, we're old. But that, that, that movie came out right, right after I graduated high school, and I just took physics right before that. And when they were talking about the whole gravitational pull of the shuttles, me and my buddies were like, surprisingly accurate. <laughs> I believe it. We'll give it to that. <laughs> All right. I so like your, I, I like that one, uh, Lou. One of my favorite. One of my favorites, and I think you know it really made Bruce Willis. I know Bruce Willis was already an action star with like you know a Die Hard and all these things, but this was the, the the one where all of a sudden it's not just an action star, but you know it it was. Him still being Bruce Willis's character, but with heart, you know. And uh, to this day, it's still one of uh, one of the most uh, uh, parts of the movies where it's him saying goodbye to Gracie. And it, I got to tell you, it still brings tears to my eyes. And you know, uh, I one of my well, great pull, one of my favorite um, uh, summer blockbusters. Glad you guys agree. Deb. Yeah, uh, I'll go next. Um, nineteen ninety six. What year did you say, Lewis? Uh, Armageddon came out ninety eight. Ninety eight. So mine is like two years earlier. Um, ninety six, and this was my the first year. Um, I was in college. Um, it came out, but the problem was, um, nineteen ninety six when it came out. Um, I was actually didn't have any friends that. Um, <laughs> That I could go to the movies with at that point. Um, it was a sad, sad point in my life. Um, Harold was still too young to hang out w- w- with. Uh, Didn't we watch The Quest that year? I know, but uh, <laughs> that's right. Okay, the Quest. Okay, yeah, but, yeah, you're right. Um, but damn it. But, so I, I guess I have a different reason. But for some reason, I didn't see this summer blockbuster until a year afterwards. Um, we were um, we were at a party at our friend Mooney's. Um, he was a guest at one point in our in our podcast. We were at a um, a summer party at, at Mooney's, and for some reason Mooney had um, uh, um, uh, Independence Day uh, playing, um, just like uh, in the in the uh, in the um, the living room, and I like again the year before uh, for some reason I didn't get to watch it. But for some reason, um, like I sat down and I started watching it. First and foremost, Will Smith. You know, even back then, I was a Will Will Smithsonian uh, uh, fan by back then, and so I was like, I was riveted uh, watching this movie. And I got to tell you, uh, you know, speaking of like plot holes and everything, like this movie is like a terrible, terrible, uh, uh, you know, plot hole plot hole laced um, movie, but because it is a classic, um, you know, summer blockbuster, Independence Day um, is just something where I, I cannot, even though it is a long movie, I cannot help myself 
but watch it. You know, cheer uh, for every single part, whether it's Bill Pullman doing his presidential speech or um, I, I forgot the guy's name, but, you know, um, um, crashing his airplane into the, the belly of the, the UFO to Randy uh, Quaid. save all of it. Is it, is it Quaid? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that, his real name is Randy Quaid. Oh, Randy Quaid. But, um, dude. Yep. Turns um, out he wasn't playing a character. No. <laughs> That's real life Randy Quaid Turns nowadays. Actually crazy. <laughs> but, yeah, that would be my, that would be my, my first choice. Um, I, th- I think it's fit every, everything that, that I think for blo- a summer blockbuster. You know, you have the, the, you have the, um, the, the, the big leading man. You have action. You have explosions. You have drama. It, it had everything that I was looking for. And I got to tell you, instead of hanging out and drinking with my friends, I spent two hours watching that movie <laughs> with my aunties. And like, uh, like kids, it was, it was pretty. It was pretty funny. I'm surprised you waited a whole year because I think the late '90s, or at least for, the, the, for these first two examples we gave for Armageddon and for Independence Day, is like the commercials hooked me, or at least for a lot of people. Like you had to find out how the hell are these people gonna a you know beat back an alien invasion that literally blew up the whole city of L.A. or you know how were these. Uh, these roughnecks gonna beat back uh, a freaking uh, uh, meteor the sound the size of Texas. Like you had to find out. You had to go watch a movie. So uh, it, it was a crazy time for 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 trailers back then. Not like yeah, not like nowadays where obviously when when the new Marvel trailer comes out, you can just pull it up on YouTube like literally a second later. Back then it was just like what was going on. So yeah, anyway. you had to wait for the TV show the TV trailers to come up. Yeah. What a lame time that was. But yeah, good choice, then. Excellent choice. Um, my first pick is actually one of the things that made me love summer movies because uh, I didn't understand what a blockbuster was because I had always watched movies, the big movies, on TV or like on VHS or Betamax before I saw it in the theaters until I saw the original Batman. Ooh, original nice. Batman. Um, there used to be a theater that is pretty close to still where I live right now. It's now a beauty shop or a beauty uh, um, academy. and uh, But it used to be a movie theater and I used to go there all the time. The thing was, the movie was so packed that they actually brought out benches for everybody for overflow crowd. Whoa, really? So in the middle of, like, you couldn't use a restroom because there was people, they put, like, actual benches in the middle of all the rows so people could sit. And they would jack your seat as soon as you got up anyway. Yeah, so, like, my my cousins and my mom were like, you, whatever you do, you better use the bathroom now and get get as many snacks, or steal as many snacks from my purse as possible. (laughs) No one else is going to come and uh, try to steal your seat afterwards. But before that, I had actually remembered I saw the graphic, not the graphic novel, but like the, the book version of the movie in a bookstore, in a comic book store. And I was like, I'm going to read this before I watch the movie. And I had a whole vacation in Vegas. We were there for a week instead of going out and playing video games, which is what I usually would have done at Circus Circus. I ended up staying in my room, in our hotel room and just reading the book the whole time. So I knew the story going into it. 
and then seeing the actual visuals when you know the words come to life and it's like almost word for word exactly what was going to be on screen is fantastic and um yeah that was that's kind of where my fascination like with the whole batman thing came was because of the live action movie the cartoon old cartoons and then that movie coming out when i was just a child and the impact that that had with not just me and the whole theater but like you know enjoying a giant movie with like an, on the actual big screen like i'd seen like i said i'd seen movies before I'd seen movies in the theaters before, but they were never like epic. And that was the first time I'd ever seen an epic on screen. Nice. I think, I'm glad you brought that up, Ace, because I think you're right. You know, the blockbuster uh, theater definition of like, you know, making a lot of money or whatever. But I think you're right. A blockbuster has to be one of those movies where you sit in a theater and you like live or go through an, uh, a whole experience. Um, so on that note, like I think one of the first times I had that with my kids, at least, uh, would have to be, uh, and I think I'm tooting Michael Bay's horn uh, too much on this episode, and hopefully he'll stand, send us a stipend check. But um, as 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 much as the rest of the series has been maligned and how the re- and the original has kind of been lo- uh, looked at uh, badly, but I still love the first Transformers movie, but not the animated, but the uh, the Michael Bay <laughs> Transformers movie. Like, it's hard after, shoot, has there been like five or six movies since that first one came out back in 2007? But I, it, it's hard to imagine now, but like back then when that first movie came out, like it was super exciting. And like, I think that was one of the first, one of the few movies that I've, I've seen like twice in one week, you know, again, uh, again, maybe, maybe Mooney can also send us a stipend because I saw Transformers movie with him. Uh, I think it was an early screening at, you know, at, 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 oh shit, I can't remember the theater now, but then that same weekend I went to see it with my kids because I wanted them to experience that same wonder of watching this like awesome movie with a bunch of other people there in the same awe and like wonder and going, whoa, like they're transforming because that's, it's in the name. But again, like I, I know it's, it's tough to watch it now, or at least it's in uh, after five or six movies that were less than stellar. It's, it's a tough choice to make, but I still hold true that the first movie was pretty solid. I mean, it was a good introduction to the movie. Um, again, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it was a fun turn your brain off kind of film. Uh, definition of summer blockbuster for that summer at least back in 2007 um i i really liked the, to say that i enjoyed that one uh, but i gotta tell you it but i did watch it and i was so irritated about that movie um I'm, I'm one of those legions of fans that go i really couldn't tell which one was the bad guy <laughs> exactly was the good guy you know so. i will forever hold that opinion of those that series because i still like when Megatron ripped up whoever in half, I was like, I don't know who just died. Eddie Winslow? Eddie Winslow just died. I know, dude. In retrospect, the one guy that Megatron beats up is the black guy. Oof. Not not a yeah. good luck, Megatron. You know? Also, That's... you know what you know what I remember? I saw oh, that movie. I saw that movie premiere night at the Arclight in Hollywood. And they had uh, all. I the, hate you. Was I with you there? Because I think that was the same one I went to. But anyway, go mm, ahead. But they I, had all the vehicles outside the front. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Had, so I yeah. still have I still have pictures on my MySpace of me. That's right, MySpace, <laughs> of me and my buddies, same ones who I'll be playing with Call of Duty later, posing in front of the the Optimus Prime, and then we were so excited, and then when we saw the movie, we came back out. We're like, boo, Optimus Prime. <laughs> 
this is not the movie I was promised. Yeah. Oh man. Um, I will go next. Um, you know, going with uh, icons. Um, you know, for blockbusters, one of the one of the key things for me is you really need to have like a leading person, a leading man, or le- leading woman. Um, and you know, um, it's usually like who's hot. Um, at that time, so my first one was Independence Day. Uh, mine is from 1996. I'm going to go to 1994. Um, it was a movie that, for some reason, really, really interested me so much so that I actually, even back then when I was still a junior in high school, I actually went and watched with a couple of my friends. Um, it was 1994's Speed with Keanu Reeves. Oh, good pull, dude. Speed. This <laughs> Speed. Um, and. And I gotta tell you, the one hook that um, that got me was him jumping. Like that scene of is is the bus gonna make it over <laughs> over the uh, the ramp? You know, how is this gonna happen? And for some reason, even though uh, you know, even that, like I, I think I watched it a couple months ago. I, I gotta tell you, it still kind of holds up. Um, oh yeah, you know it. It it except it, for the payphone. <laughs> well, oh, true. You you, you kind of have to explain what those are. But like you know, uh, it re- was this like uh, again. I'm uh, trying to remember my um, my um, like uh, history of um, Keanu Reeves. But you know, this is wasn't this like really one of the first like him being like the action star? I mean, I know yeah. Point Break. I think was first. Before yeah. this, um, and Johnny Mnemonic, and yeah, and then, but then yeah. this this one was like this was a vehicle, pun intended, yeah. uh, that that w- was supposed to make him make you know uh, make him into uh, like a real um, you know action star, and I really thought that um, you know I really thought that the, his chemistry with uh, like Sandra Bullock. Um, it was was just on point. Um, it's still fun to this day. Um, still, like to, uh, every so often while I'm driving, I kind of look down at the um, the speedometer and kind of think, "This is how fast that that bus was." <laughs> you know, so um, speed uh, speed 1994 speed. What is my next pull for uh, best blockbusters? Nice, I, I told you guys right. Every time I'm doing like something actiony in my head, I use the speed theme song. <laughs> like when I'm driving and I go dun, 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 dun. Dun, 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 dun. All right. Um I'm gonna go off Dennis here because I stop being a wildcat, bro. <laughs> how did you know? He's um, watching us right now. <laughs> how did he how did he not know that Keanu was just a really stilted actor and was just standing in place? <laughs> um I thought Dennis was going with a couple of other movies, so I'm gonna just gloss over one but go into one of my favorites 1994 is probably i think we need to discuss this by the way because uh, we did uh 99 99 last yeah time, but 94 i think is better than 99 um because the summer of 94 i spent almost every weekend at the movie theater at least twice a month because there were so many classics that i ended up loving um speed one of them i saw them in the theaters twice um but also just really quickly true lies came out in 94 that was the end of the summer true lies follow up to t2 best two movies back to back by an actor and director probably um but also one of my favorite movies of all time came out that same year same summer that movie was forrest gump damn Um, you (laughs) 
Okay, sorry. Go ahead. We can talk about it. We can we can duel this. But Forrest Gump, that's a movie that never gets old to me. It's funny because it's hated on because it came out the same year Pulp Fiction came out, and as I love Pulp Fiction as well. That's not a summer movie. That's just a great movie. But everybody who was like a film critic was trashing the fact that Forrest Gump won all these awards and yeah. uh, Pulp Fiction won just, I think, uh, supporting actors for Uma Thurman and screenplay. But that's how great that year was. But so in, in effect, because Forrest Gump is such a happy, feel-good movie, technically, um, a lot of people just hate on it because they don't like seeing um, the main character not get any comeuppance or there's no villain or whatnot. It's literally just, you know, yeah, he just happens to run into every good deed and he just happens to be the guy. So everyone, they, they crap all over this movie, all over the internet, and it angers me every time because this is a movie that provides so much joy for everybody who, like, experiences it. Like, you see him having to struggle as a child. And like we talked about earlier, uh, you know, uh, when Dennis mentioned that Sally Field was one of the best uh, uh, movie mothers movie of all moms, time. yeah, And it's like that just progression from him and then you get to see him and you cheer him on every time and then you see him fall down again and then you bring, they bring him back up again and then he falls again and it's like you, you love every character, you end up hating some characters but in the end loving all of them uh, just as much and then uh, I know you even mentioned it earlier, you know, Bubba one of the greatest <laughs> movie characters of all time that didn't get as much screen time as we think he did. Cause if you really look back at it, I think he's only on the movie for like eight minutes. Yeah. But, uh, forever memorable. And I like anytime that movie comes up, I have to watch it. It's so good. And that's what made me play ping pong. <laughs> I'm still garbage at it. Um, you know, I, I agree. H um, like just, there's, there's just so many, like there's so many memorable memorable moments memorable lines like i mean to this day even though most people most likely won't you know, younger people might not know it but to this day i still actually yell out the words run forest gump when i see like you know when when i see my daughter like running as fast as she can <laughs> um, you know um, like i've said that at least a couple of times um and you you kind of mentioned bubba and if you think about it, like, uh, and, you know, every so often, you know, um, I'll be talking about certain things and I'll start going, you know, barbecue shrimp, you know, <laughs> you know like, real shrimp. <laughs> you're like, damn it. You know, um, it is such a, such a great movie, but um, real quick, um, again, one of the movie, surprisingly, Forrest Gump was one of the movies that I watched during the summer, but the problem was I watched it with my mom. And so, she, she wanted to watch it. It was a good movie until, except at the very beginning, when um, when Bob, uh, Bob, uh, Bubba, um, when Forrest's mom decides to um, go with the school principal. <laughs> and, and like, the, the, I was like, oh god! And my mom, my mom was like sitting right next to me, going, oh god! You know, you know, it's a funny thing. You know how we, 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 we talk about sometimes like we don't get jokes when we're younger and then uh -huh. when we finally realize them, it, like, it makes the Years jokes later. so much funnier. The joke that I probably didn't get until I was maybe, because I never thought about it until I was like maybe 22 or 23, was when uh, the premature ejaculation part. Oh, yeah. 
I don't remember like, I was, that part. <laughs> I don't remember like, that joke. <laughs> Jenny, Jenny just touches his leg and he's like, oh, I'm sorry. Oh. <laughs> Jenny. <laughs> I thought he was just like stimming, you know, autistic people do that all the time. <laughs> yeah, that's. I, I just thought he was just like, like he was ashamed that he saw her naked. That's That's the whole, that's what I really thought for eight years of watching that movie. I was like, oh, he's, he's like, oh, I'm sorry. And then, like, one time I was just watching it, I was like, did, 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 <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> he just did an American Pie. Oh, good. No, that's a great choice, H, because, like, it's obviously, like, a 180 from the choices we've had so far. Uh, I mean, yeah, there were explosions in Forrest Gump, but it's not as explodey as, you know, the, the Michael But, dude, that movie. Vietnam scene is Tough. one of the best war scenes of all time. Yeah, absolutely. Something about and Tom. I Hanks always do the movies. I always do the ah something bit me. Oh dude. Lieutenant Dan. <laughs> it was on it was on like last week and I was like, damn it, I, I know what I'm doing tonight. Yeah, yeah. Watching this movie, dude. <laughs> yeah, and, and I think unfortunately, it kind of shows, like, yeah, obviously, you know, you guys, H particularly, is our is our film guy, but I, I guess I'm unfortunately on that camp. Like, I like Forrest Gump too. I thought Pulp Fiction was a little mean. He <laughs> was a little too bloody for me. I'm glad Forrest Gump won. <laughs> I'm glad they won the Oscars then. <laughs> no, when 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 the Oscars came were going out that, that year. I was so pro Forrest Gump everything. Okay. And I was like, it's got to win everything. And then when Jenny didn't win Best Supporting Actress and Uma did, I was like, what the hell? Because I didn't watch Pulp Fiction until after that. And then when I watched it, I was like, this is a great movie. And it's very memorable. Very quotable. Yeah. yeah. But I go, but unfortunately, it just came out the same year Forrest Gump did. And that's, you know. Yeah, it's, it, he was Forrest Gump was having or Forrest Gump, uh, Tom Hanks is having his MVP run right there, right? Because oh, that yeah. was the year. Was this before? Uh, Philadelphia was before this. It's and Philadelphia, Forrest, Forrest Gump, and then the, the year after he did Apollo thirteen, which he should have won too. Yeah, not gonna. Yeah, yeah, but I think it was one of those like, yeah, they, we can't give LeBron or Kobe the MVP yeah, every they, year. Like, you can't have Steve Nash go back. To, oh yeah, you can. Sorry. I still can't believe they gave him two in a row. Anyway, um, uh, so I, I, not in the same vein, but I guess, yeah, a little bit of a 180 for me too. But one of my underrated um, summer blockbuster favorites um, would have to be The Mummy. Uh, I love the fact that I still have cable, even though literally I think half of our friends has cut cable uh, at this time. But um, the, this was actually on TV the other day after we were talking about this topic. I think it was on TNT or TBS or one of the, one of the T cable networks. Um, but The Mummy was just such great fun. Like, it was fun. It was a um, – I guess in retrospect, what worked for me so much is that it felt a lot like a Steven Spielberg movie. Like, it was adventure. It was, you know, I guess, you know, there's a lot of um, – swashbuckling action brandon fraser was like just that handsome all-american you call him brandon fraser brand brand what did i what what is his name brendan fraser brandon fraser shut up dude you know (laughs) you know what i mean brandon Brandon fraser brand uh brand yeah brand you keep saying brand it's not an a bro (laughs) it rhymes with ben i.e the character he played in scrubs Uh, okay, got it. I Brand- Harold, that was a great guy. episode. Yes, the greatest episode of all time. No, on on um, on fake friends. Oh yeah, dude. 
All right, sorry. <laughs> Has he showed up on that one yet? Sorry, we can he just we, he just did it this week. Oh, so God. if you guys don't listen to our podcast, listen to the fake friends, real, uh, fake, it, uh, no, fake real, friends. real friends. Yeah. Oh, uh, good. That, that's a good pod too. I wish we could be that pod. Um, so yeah, the, the mummy back in 1999, one of my favorite, uh, yeah, I, again, one of those, uh, great movies that we saw, uh, I was able to see in the theater. Everybody was having fun. It was one of those, um, I, I, I think I'm just uh, on the wrong track, I guess, because again, just kind of like Transformers, it was the first movie that, or it was one of those movies where you left the theater thinking, I want more. I can't wait for the sequel to come out. And then the sequel comes out and you're like, hmm, we missed the target on that one. But, you know, again, in the heart of hearts, I still hold the, the first mummy with Brandon, Brandon Fraser. Uh, no, not with an A, bro. Brandon. <laughs> never mind never mind you know that guy, that guy. <laughs> rick o'connell as in 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 my uh yeah in my one of my favorite summer blockbusters okay um my next one is uh is uh, i'm surprised we've gone this long without um talk about marvel movies but you know um marvel movies now um at least for me um kind of exemplifies what a blockbuster movie is now and um, you know summer blockbuster like um this this i think is going to be the first uh, because um because of uh, the black widow having to be postponed this is the first um year that we haven't we don't have like a big uh, marvel summer blockbuster to look forward to um but you know, in the um, in the uh, early two thousand or in the two thousands, um, you know, you had Incredible Hulk, you had Iron Man, you had Thor, you had Captain America, and all those movies. Um, depending on who you were, depending on um, you know what your interest in um, uh, in superhero movies were, um, you know, these movies were either um, you know really really big for comic book fans, um, and you know, um, and really made a lot of money. But I think. The one, the the really major, the at least personally for me, you guys can uh, correct me uh, if if you see it differently. But I think the Avengers was really the one that kind of transformed and took the Marvel Cinematic Universe and cr- made it into so, like a must wait for um, event every single summer. You know, um, I remember watching the Avengers, and it was the culmination of every culmination. Uh, it was a culmination of everything that we that we were looking forward to, and it was the first time that we actually saw when an actual like you know pre-planned what 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 the what the vision for uh, Fiji and all these things all these years that all of a sudden we have this one movie that's going to take all of the characters that we love that we kind of we we put our our uh, our emotions to and now we're pitting them in in what in in a in a in a movie and it's it's what comic book fans have always um been used to with uh you know with like crossovers during the summer but uh, all of a sudden here we see it in real life and i have to tell you the first time i watched it um you know it was um something that was a revelation to me now I don't know if I'd uh, like. I think we did our our rankings, and Avengers isn't not isn't like really one of the top ones. But in terms of summer blockbuster movies, I think we need to mention it just because of how important and the impact of this movie was um, for the rest of like the coming decade, you know, decade and a half or so. And actually, Avengers is still top three for me. 
Yeah. Avengers. It's it's up there. Yeah, I, I, Marvel movies, yeah. No matter what they make. Yeah, I totally agree, dude. And like, it's unfortunately the same formula that almost every other like movie company is trying to been, been trying to copy since then. But you're right. That was like lightning in a bottle. That like Disney or not even Disney back then. Was it already Disney back then? Right. But uh, you know, Marvel just like caught and, and just hit it in the right stride and caught everybody by like it's crazy to me too about that movie is that you know as we as comic book fans we knew what to expect because we've you know we've read the comic books we've watched the cartoons up until then uh played some video games where there's some crossover element to it but even like you know even we were surprised at how they were able to pull off something so like faithful and uh inspiring on the big screen so yeah uh, it's it's definitely a, a great you know it, it's the definition like i want to say the modern uh, blockbuster because yeah if if it doesn't have big explosions or isn't part of a big universe unfortunately i don't see uh, a, a lot of people coming out to watch it anymore but you know it, it's it was a great movie still yeah i think again the one thing that i didn't say is that um, it was one of the reasons why I think it's so influential. It, it's it, this movie, I think, caused the um, like the, the casual fans um, to go, to start noticing and start realizing, oh crap, there's something big going on. And ever since then, you know, whether it's Guardians, whether it's um, you know uh, uh, the other Avengers movies, um, the, uh, you know, Doctor Strange, this was the one that made casual non-comic book non-fanboy people take notice and all of a sudden see you know these summer blockbusters as important because i've had you know um uh, like uh, parents of friends who you know go watch this with them and the the, the question the, 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 these people uh, like the, the parents are always asking oh well, so what's going on what's going on what's going on and my friend asked me well i've asked them why did you watch? Why are you here if you don't know what's going on? And uh, their, their response was, you know, it's a summer, a summer movie. You know, it's, it's now a part of, or at least was a year, you know, a, a year ago, it was part of the, 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 what everybody was expecting to do. Yeah. Cultural zeitgeist. You, right, you know what, whatever. <laughs> um, my next pick is for me, the very first, in memory that I knew what a summer blockbuster was. Um, and that was, you know, building anticipation through um, movie trailers, stories, newspaper articles, magazine covers. And that movie for me is Jurassic Park. Yeah. Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park I didn't know what it's like. I, like I said before, I like I knew Batman was like a big thing, but I didn't know the timing that like, oh, yeah, they're going to play it during the summertime. Jurassic Park was the first time when someone outrightly told me, oh, this is the, the movie of the summer. And I was like, what's the movie of the summer? They go, every year, <laughs> there's going to be this one movie that everybody's going to want to watch. And this year, it's this movie called Jurassic Park. And it was one of my buddies in choir, because, you know, dork still. And he, it's funny because he ended up being like a visual effects guy. And uh, at the time, he was like, you don't, you don't understand, man. They, there's real dinosaurs in this. And I was like, there's, there's, there's no real dinosaurs, bro. And he goes, he's like, no, 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 no. You'll see what I mean. And then like, I literally, like a few weeks later, I saw the commercial and I saw him later and I was like, okay, are we doing this? And he's like, yeah, we're 
he's like, I already got my tickets for opening night. Go at your leisure. And I was just like, I, I'm excited for this. Like, you know, you, you, that was the time I was like, school's out. Let's see our buddies who we haven't seen since school came out and let's all go watch a movie together. And it was like, here's a movie about dinosaurs that you hadn't really thought about dinosaurs since you were a child. And now we're pushing it in your face and saying, dinosaurs, remember these? And I was, it was just like, eh, whatever. I'd seen, you know, great movies before then. And then I had never experienced anything like that first Brachiosaurus yeah. intro, you know? Like your face along with uh, Sam Neill's face when he shifts his eyes, like Dr. Alan Grant, you're just in awe. And it's like, holy crap. Like even now, it may look not as clean, especially if you get like Blu-ray and everything, but it's still like a visual, like that pan from like Steven Spielberg, like made that movie perfectly. In, in terms of like the first experience that Dr. Alan Grant has is the same experience that the audience is going to get. And then you see that and it's just like, whatever else happens in this movie, you can, like, you can really care less because you just saw that first scene. And then everything else that happens after that, it builds to like, you know, a perfect culmination, like Dennis said. And it's like, I had never been super, I loved movies before, but that was the first time I had been fascinated with the thing, like the complete visuals of the movie. So forever like no matter what that movie is like i remember when my sister's kids were growing up i was like here i'm gonna show you guys Jurassic park which is not not the best idea because they're so terrible idea like now even now they're younger now than i was when i had watched the movie i was already a teenager they're not teenagers yet but like four years ago i was like oh yeah watch this movie with giant freaking velociraptors (laughs) and a t-rex that rips through goats and stuff and I thought, you know, back then that that was good, uh, you know, uh, substitute parenting. But apparently, <laughs> when they all got nightmares, it was all my fault. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, H, I agree with you. Like, um, it's still to this day, I still get goosebumps. I remember watching um, uh, in a in a in a big theater, and I uh, I distinctly remember um, there was the hush in 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 the in, in the audience. The moment that pan out and you see, and, and I think the words are like "Welcome to Jurassic Park" almost, um, and, 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 and you see everything. You're like, "Oh crap, it's real," you know. Like especially back then, you know, we're so we're so used to um, realistic um, CGI. We're so used to um, things being able to blend and look natural, but. You know, all of a sudden we see these, as Harold said, we haven't thought about these these um, uh, dinosaurs since we were kids. But all of a sudden, they here they are, they're live in all their glory. And it, it to this day, I can still remember it. Um, I don't remember watching it recently, um, but uh, just because um, I'm still terrified of those, like, mo- like jump scares. Um, <laughs> but uh, definitely a, 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 one of the top picks for me. Yeah, I, I, uh, not to jump around topics too much either, but like when we talked about weeks ago how the pandemic was going to change how theaters and all those things were going to run and are, are people going to watch more movies at home now, which, are, which still seems to be the case. 
you know, Jurassic Park is one of those cases where I sincerely hope that doesn't happen because what you guys experienced, what we, what I experienced too, when we first saw that, you know, Brachiosaurus moment, like you can't copy that, unfortunately, at home. Like you can drop, you know, however much money on a surround sound system and a 4K TV, but it's not the same of being in a theater no. with other people in awe when that John Williams score like plays up the fact that, yeah, Dr. Grant is like fumbling his glasses because like, holy crap, like this is really happening. So yeah, definitely one of those, um, yeah, it had to, it's, it was a, such a great movie moment too. And, you know, um, I, I actually saw this with my son a, a few uh, months ago or a year or so ago. And it was one of those, like when that scene was coming up, I couldn't help but like turn and watch him. And I wanted to see if he got the same reaction. Thankfully he did. Like he was still like, oh my God, real dinosaurs. Like, I know, right? That's cool. But at the same time, like, dude, I wish you could have seen this in theaters and you would have been, you would have had your mind blown just like I did back then. Uh, Lou, we're, we're, we're kind of running out of time. We want sure. to do one, uh, one quick um, round and we'll, we'll end our episode. Sounds good. Um, you know, one of my last picks for summer blockbuster, um, I, I, another one, I guess, unfortunately, that has, uh, actually, no, I'm going to go with a, a more modern one. I'm sorry. Uh, I don't think we talk about this movie enough. Uh, Edge of Tomorrow starring Tom Cruise. I know, um, you know, Tom, the, the luster on Tom Cruise's career has kind of faded uh, recently. He's gotten a lot of hits and misses. Uh, Bite your tongue. <laughs> if it's not a Mission Impossible movie, impossible movie, I know a lot of people kind of like, eh, I don't know if I'm going to watch this. But Edge of Tomorrow, it was definitely one of those great, fun, like, it was like a totally under the radar kind of movie, even though it did it, it cost a ton of money. It had a a, a really solid cast, um, but it it was like I don't know, maybe it's just the marketing or however it was sold that people really didn't want to go see it or they forced people to go see it. But Edges Tomorrow definitely a lot of fun. Uh, I know for a fact that it could it didn't make as much money as the studios wanted it to do. So that uh, that makes me think that there's a lot of people who haven't seen this movie yet. So definitely go check it out if you haven't. I, I think you'll be pleasantly surprised. It's basically uh, Groundhog's Day, you know, plus aliens and sci-fi. So you can't really beat that. It's a fun romp. It's uh, definitely worth uh, watching and hunting down. And I, I think that you kind of hit on the nose, Lou, because it's it was hard. And to this day, it's still hard to kind of explain it. And yeah. I don't think they were able to fully explain what the pr- premise of the movie was. Because I, admittedly, I never got to watch it in the theaters. Um, because it, it was like, oh, okay. Um, it, it, it did it. The way they presented it, the way they advertised it didn't really attract me. But um, some, I think it might be one of you guys talking about it. I watched it. it, it I was floored at how smart and how good that movie was. Yeah, it had no reason. It had no right to be that smart and that clever, but yeah. it, it still pulled it off. Yeah. Some of the funniest like death scenes yeah. <laughs> on film. Um, mine uh, is a little bit of a cheat um, it technically is not a summer movie uh, because it was released in November. Um, but I kind of wanted to share this quick story um, because, um, you know, for those people who might not know, um, I came from the Philippines. I know. And in the 90s, um, you know, uh, like uh, I think it was 94 um, when this movie came, or 93, 95, or I forget. Um, I'll have to check. Um, but when, uh, um, you know, during the summers, I would actually return to the Philippines and spend a, a couple months. And back then, you know, um, since I was 
um, still in my, I was only like 16. Um, I didn't really have um, many like relatives that, uh, that were my age that I could hang around with. Um, I spent most of my time like in, uh, in like malls, uh, movie theaters and everything. And it just so happened that that year, um, uh, the, the, the one specific year, um, um, because this, the movies come differently, and like the days um, is, is actually, or when it's released is actually different. And it came, uh, this, the, the movie Beauty and the Beast actually premiered in the Philippines during the summer, at least um, in, in like uh, June and July in the Philippines. And I have to tell you, I watched the movie and I ended up watching this movie in the Philippines at least like seven times. Um, it was so good to the point where my brother was really irritated and angry at me because you were like, what are we doing today? Oh, we're watching me the beast, bro. <laughs> by the, by the you end, sounded so manly saying that. We're going to watch it, bro. <laughs> By the by, the last couple of times I watched it, I'd already like memorized the songs. I was singing along with it. It was glorious, and it was a magical summer for me. So um, when when we talked about summer blockbusters, I was like, I know my summer blockbuster, and I checked. It, I was like, oh, it was released in November. <laughs> oh, it can count. But you know what? Screw it. For I'm, you, it, it technically counts. And I was gonna you, say that's when you first experienced it. <laughs> yeah. So I'm I'm counting that as mine. H yeah, last one. Uh, quick mentions before we go on. My do my last one. Uh, summer of 2008 had three classics, like you said, Iron Man, Incredible Hulk, and I know because I'm not gonna talk about it because I've mentioned it in my first movie. But The Dark Knight came out in 2008, and The Dark Knight still one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, and also quick mention of uh, Men in Black. Because that's when Will Smith became, you know, he solidified his crown as the king of uh, summer. But um, my last one is, I think, a series that I don't think we've ever even talked about before. Um, and that is from the summer of 2003. The movie is called uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, The Chris of the Black Pearl. Oh, yeah, dude. Good um, pull. Like... Oh yeah, we haven't talked about Pirates of the Caribbean. We've okay. never. I don't think we've ever. Well, because after that, it just became like a, a dumpster fire. <laughs> but the first, at least the first two movies, maybe even the third movie, like I wasn't expecting much after the sequels, anyways. But the very first movie, this was a series that people who knew me in college or kind of knew me in college knew that I had some kind of weird uh, infatuation with pirates. <laughs> and it was, and it had always been my favorite ride at um, Disneyland. Were, like, were you Matthew Patel? I was. <laughs> Pirates are in. Um, <laughs> but every time we'd go to Disneyland, that was always the first ride I wanted to go to because it was the whole, you know, turning from Fantasyland into reality and back into or reality back into Fantasyland back into reality, all in just a few minutes. And you know, battles with pirates, and you have the whole pirate lore that no one people the last movie that had attempted before that was cutthroat island and that movie was like hot garbage as well and you had johnny depp who had been doing dramas and had been doing um off the wall comedies that no one uh, was uh weren't mainstream or commercial at the time and they decided hey we're gonna make him the star as a pirate and we're gonna be, and I laughed so hard because I was like, "They're making a movie off a ride. 
what's next? They're making a haunted mansion. And that's actually what they ended up doing. <laughs> but pirates, man, like talk about a movie that, that commercial, pirates, when that, that commercial, when um, Barbosa turns from human and then they flash the, the, the light over his skull changing. I was like, okay, I'm in. Yeah. I am. I, I was like midnight showing no matter what. And, uh, I had just graduated from college and I was like, I have nothing else to do, man. This is, I'm going to do is spend this whole summer just watching movies. And then as soon as that movie was out, I was like, yeah, I'm going to watch this again. I, I talk about how the year after I ended up watching Spider-Man two, um, several different times in theater pirates was one of the ones where three consecutive weekends in the summer of 2003, I ended up watching that movie and I'm still fascinated with it. It's, because it's blatantly a Disney movie and it's blatantly a summer Bruckheimer movie. Like it's, it's, it's basically a Michael Bay movie, but directed by Gore Verbinski, but Michael Bay was always a Bruckheimer guy. So those movies were always going to be, who cares about the storyline and the storyline actually can be kind of decent anyways. But I mean, you had, you know, swashbuckling, you had the people shooting cannons from side to side. It was so exciting. And, I uh, shout out to Krisha because I remember Krisha was one of the people who was like, dude, because me and her, we used to go to Disneyland and she was like, you know, they're making a uh, movie out of this ride. And that stuck in my head for that whole year building up to that. And when it finally happened, I was like, dude, this is fantastic. So um, really, that. And, then, and then like decades later, they're going to try it with Jungle Cruise. So we'll see how that oh, works out. And actually, did you hear about the news today that came out? No, 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 no. What, what's so going on? So they're rebooting. They're rebooting Pirates. Oh yeah. And oh, are they, they? But the star is now no longer. Johnny Depp is no longer involved. Or not. Oh. Well, he'll he'll be involved maybe, but he's not longer the star. The star is now a female character. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. Played okay. by Margot Robbie. So Margot oh. Robbie is the new. Oh. Thing. Is like, uh, real is she quick. Be like his daughter. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, <laughs> Real quick, it's funny that you mentioned it. Um, I remember, I still distinctly remember the news on the internet when um, they said that Disney was um, planning on making two movies out of rides. Um, you know, one is um, Pirates of the Caribbean and the other one is going to be Haunted Mansion. And I still, it kind of shows you that um, why I am not a famous like uh, movie director or anything like that. I still distinctly remember, oh man. If I had to choose between the two, you know, Haunted Mansion definitely going to be the one that's going to make it big. <laughs> Haunted Mansion <laughs> starring Eddie Murphy. And I'm putting like, my money on Eddie Murphy. You're like, that movie's going to make billions of All business. the money. <laughs> um, also, quickly, forgot to mention, just because we do it all the time, because we mentioned this movie nonstop, but T2 came out in the summer of 91, and T2 is... Yeah, it's the yeah. goat. It's I mean, the... It's, yeah, it's but because of the fact that we talk about the movie at time, I was like, eh, maybe it'll yeah, not, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll give it a break this time. Yeah. But yeah, anyway, Pirates of the Caribbean. Totally agree. Good, good, good pick. Well, good discussion, guys. Um, I, we're slowly but surely. I think our our remember back in the day when we said thirty minutes was the longest that we can we can talk, and then now we're like averaging around an hour and a half. Um, yeah. I apologize to our listeners if you um, are if you think we're getting a little long-winded, but hey, you know we're 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 enjoying ourselves um, during this time of Corona. Um, so uh, that's it for us, guys. Um, I, I, good talk, good discussion, good pulls. Um, you know, uh, as usual for our fans out there, 
you know, if you like what you're listening to, if you like what we're hearing, and you want to take a look at um, some of our older episodes, as you know, you can take a look at some, uh, you know, the website that has all of our websites. The website's called the two fanboys one casual.podbean.com, and you can get every single episode except for the long lost um, pilot episode that we have. And of course, also. On Facebook, you'll find us two fanboys and a filthy casual. Every time the podcast goes live, we'll be posting it there. Um, all other fun news, tidbits, uh, memes, and other stuff going on. Pop culture, we'll be posting it there to pop culture, Jesus. Um, and uh, not to mention our Facebook group. So feel free to find us there, two fanboys and a filthy casual. A bunch of like-minded fanboys and fangirls sharing and posting stuff there, too. Um, so, yeah. Lewis, I think we you just came about the uh, rebranding of our um, our podcast, dude. I missed it. What did I say? We'll call it. I think we'll call it. We'll call it Fanboy Jesus. <laughs> Fanboy Jesus. Um, also, and then you can find us on Instagram, Twitter at Two Fanboys One Casual, and wherever you find your favorite podcast, we are available there. Yeah, literally okay. any podcast platform. Good job, H. Good job, Ben. <laughs> Okay, that's it for us today. Hopefully, you guys have a good week. Um, you know, uh, hit us up with any other information. As usual, this is Two Fanboys in the Filthy Casual. This is Dennis. This is Lewis. And this is Harold. Also, you know, if you guys have any suggestions on summer blockbusters we've missed out on, hit us up. Yeah, and if you want a, a third player in Call of Duty, Harold is not available because he's too cool for you guys. Yeah. Is that why you don't invite him?